Welcome to Shi'ar Jashub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will continue a sermon in my husband's series on heavenly authority as he winds down the study by looking at David's mighty men in the Old Testament. I apologize in advance for the audio quality. It was during this very sermon that our old audio recording system began to fail. But since this sermon was so crucial to the closing of the series, we did not want you to miss the information, and so we edited out the noise as best we could. When we left off, Pastor Greg was in 2 Samuel chapter 23, when David is in the stronghold of Adullam, contained by the Philistine garrison and three of his mighty men break through to get water for the thirsting David. But David pours it out, refusing to drink it, saying that it was the blood of the men who went in jeopardy of their lives. He's looking for a greater sacrifice. David's looking ahead to the sacrifice where you can take the life of the one giving his life inside of you. And we say at the communion table, the blood of, of Jesus. That was a sacrifice made for all of us that we can drink of because the life is in the blood and his sinless life we can receive inside of us. And there's, there's a lot more to this and I don't want to dwell on it. But anyway, you see, though, their courage. You have to say they have courage, they have loyalty to David. They love David. They go in just to get him a drink of water, and they take a chance at the Philistine camp. And now we get in verse, uh, in verse 18, two, we start to hear two of the names of these second three. We, don't, we never get the third name, but we get two of the names of these three. Now, Abishai or Abishai, and it depends on, you know, you look in Bible dictionaries and translations, you'll see many different pronunciations of this name. Abishai, Abishai, Abishai. Abishai, the brother of Joab. Now, Joab, you know, is David's general, right? The son of Zeruiah. Zeruiah is David's sister. Zeruiah is either David's sister or his half-sister. And Joab was one of the sons, a nephew of David. And Abishai is also a nephew of David. And he's one of these second tier mighty men, was chief of another three. He's the leader of those three. He lifted his spear against 300 men, killed them, and won a name among these three. So again, great feats. Was he not the most honored of the three? Therefore, he became their captain. However, he did not attain to the first three. He wasn't as well known. His deeds are not as well understood uh, or as miraculous as the first three. And then you have the second of the second three, Benaiah. Benaiah was the son of Jehoiada. Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man from Kabzol. Kabzol is in southeastern Judah. And this Benaiah had done many deeds. He had killed two lion-like heroes of Moab. So you know each one of these nations had their heroes, right? You know about Goliath with the Philistines. Well, these are two lion-like, very powerful men of the Moabs. He killed them. He also had gone down and killed a lion in the midst of a pit on a snowy day. 
Now, you know, it's hard enough to kill a lion, but you do it in the middle of a snowy day. It's extra hard. You don't have footing. These men could do marvelous things under the anointing of God. It says in verse 21, and he killed an Egyptian, a spectacular man. The Egyptian had a spear in his hand. So he went down to him with a staff. All he has is a staff, Benaiah. And he wrested the spear out of the Egyptian's hand using his staff, and he killed him with his own spear. So you get the image of Benaiah wrestling the Egyptian, going against the spear, grabbing the spear away, and killing this powerful Egyptian as he killed the powerful Moabites, as he killed the mighty lion in the, uh, the pit on a snowy day. These things Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, did in one a name among the mighty men, the Gaborim. Verse 23, he was more honored than the 30, but he did not attain to the first three. And David appointed him over his God. So these next three show again, they're distinguished by their, their great works. And then you have after that a listing of the 30. The 31 Gaborim, actually here, 30 uh, Gaborim. And it starts out with Azahel, who's another brother of Joab, another nephew of David, uh, one of the 30, and it goes through a whole list of names, which I will not thankfully read, going all the way down to verse 39, and it says, and Uriah the Hittite, 37 in all. Uriah, who's a Hittite, he's not even an Israelite was one of the mighty men, one of those loyal men. That's why you see why Uriah will not have comfort with his wife when he comes back, because he's so loyal to David. He's so loyal to mighty men. And we understand this. We understand how great the sin that David committed with Bathsheba, right, Uriah's wife. He's one of the Gaborim. And it says here, uh, Uriah the Hittite, 37 in all, because you have the first three, right, the first three, which are... Uh, Adeno, Eliezer, Shama, the second three of which we know two names, Abishai and Benaiah, and the third, some third one, unnamed one. Then you have the 30, so 30 and 3 and 3 is 36, and then you have Uriah the Hittite, who's dead, 37. And as you go into First Chronicles then, you have a very similar list going down to Uriah, and then it adds a whole other group of men, so the actual number of the 30 they're called the 30 becomes greater. Well, why? Because there were replacements, just like there were replacements for Uriah. As men died, other mighty men were raised up to come in and fill this position of this inner core of Gaborim that surrounded and protected and did the majority of the great fighting for King David. If you look in 1 Chronicles chapter 11, you basically have the same list going down to verse 41 where it has Uriah the Hittite. And then you have the extra names added, so it's a much larger number than 30. But their names are written down, right? They're written down for all to see over all the generations on the scroll, on, on uh, 2 Samuel, on uh, 1 Chronicles. We have their names listed almost like a memorial. When you go outside here in front of the memorial hall, you have the Civil War memorial, the names of those who gave their lives for our country who fought in the Civil War. Well, here on the scrolls, you have written the names of these Gaborim. And they show bravery. There's a fearlessness about them, right? And we said the opposite of faith is fear. 
They're very faithful men because they're very fearless. They're fearless, they're brave, they're loyal, they're tremendously loyal to David, and they stand against all odds, against all odds. When others flee, when it looks impossible, they stand. And they stand and they win by God's power. They are vessels of God's power. They are Gaborim, they are mighty men, and they bring great victories for the Lord. In First uh, Chronicles chapter 11, and verse 9, so David went on and became great, and the Lord of hosts was with him. And then it says in verse 10, so David becomes great. Now, these were the heads of the mighty men, the Gaborim. Now, these were the heads of the mighty men whom David had, who strengthened themselves with him in his kingdom, with all Israel to make him king according to the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord concerning Israel. In the NIV, it's translated. Um, these were the chiefs of David's mighty men. They, together with all Israel, gave his kingship strong support to extend it over the whole land as the Lord had promised, according to the Lord's word. So they're involved. They strengthen themselves, and they strengthen David, and they strengthen the kingdom. They strengthen the kingdom. And because of them, the kingdom goes what? goes forward, right? It spreads out. God's plan, the word of God, the word of the Lord is accomplished because they yield themselves in this way. In verse 11 it says, and this is the number of the mighty men whom David had, and it goes through the first three and the second three and the list of the 30 plus the replacements all the way down to verse uh, 47. Uh, you notice in this list though, two things to notice, the two names, you know Uriah the Hittite, we talked about him. Verse 39, you have Zelek, Who's what? The Ammonite. Right? He's an Ammonite, one of the enemies of Israel. One of the ones that could not be led into the, uh, the assembly back at the time of Moses. And then in verse 46, you have at the end, Ithma, the what? The Moabite. Again, another enemy of Israel, one of those that could not enter the assembly back in the time of Moses. And yet now they're reconciled in, and you see the grace and mercy of God that these Gentiles are counted as part of the Gaborim. Why? Because they love Israel. They love the God of Israel, and they love David, and they protect him and they defend him. And the grace of God to call out to the Gentiles to make them part of the Gaborim, the mighty, the mighty men. And then you have from this inner core of the three and the three and the 30, it spreads out to other Gaborim. In Chronicles, you read after verse 47, chapter 12 says, now these were the men who came to David at Ziklag, that's in southern Judah, while he was still a fugitive from Saul, the son of Kish. And they were among the mighty men, Gabor, helpers in the war, armed with bows, using both the right hand and the left, they use everything they have, right hand, left hand. They're not right brain, left brain. They use all their brains, all their bodies, all their soul, all their minds, all their hearts, all their strength. And hurling stones, shooting arrows with the bow. They would shoot with dexterity. They would hurl stones if they had to. They were of Benjamin, Saul's brethren. So they've gone over to David from Saul. The chief was Ahiza, Ahiza. Uh, he's a leading archer, and it gives a whole list of names 
after that. Again, you have the circle of mighty men increasing. If you go down to verse 8, it says, Some of the Gadites, some from the tribe of Gad, joined David at the stronghold in the wilderness, mighty men of valor. That word there, valor, we'll talk about that in a minute. Men trained for battle, who could handle shield and spear, whose faces were like the faces of lions and were as swift as gazelles on the mountains. You think about the flexibility, the swiftness of a gazelle. You think about the, uh, the majesty, the strength, the fear that comes from the face uh, of a lion. Their faces were like lions. They were swift as gazelles on the mountain. Uh, that's in verse 8. And then you go down to verse 16. Then some of the sons of Benjamin and Judah came to David at the stronghold. Now, David is always very skeptical about his kinsmen from Judah because several times they turned on him. And David went out to meet them and answered and said to them, this is verse 17, If you have come peaceably to me to help me, my heart will be united with you. But if to betray me to my enemies, since there is no wrong in my hands, may the God of our fathers look and bring judgment. Then the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, came upon Amasai, Amasai, chief of the captains, and he said, We are yours, O David. It's almost like a prophecy. We are on your side, O son of Jesse. On our website at shiarjeshub.org, you will find information about our church, a library of radio programs, links to our podcasts on Google and Apple, and a link to our 10.30 a.m. Sunday live stream on YouTube. And the website again is shiarjashub.org.